So we need to stop the whole thing of like women thinking we can be men. Like we can't be men. So stop fucking trying. Just focus on what you're good at. It's like if I was trying to do accounting, like fuck that shit. I'm not good at accounting. I'll pass it on to somebody that is good at accounting and I will focus on what I'm good at. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach. And I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. So ladies, this is one of those episodes where I have been on someone else's podcast and I love being able to get the recording and then obviously sharing their podcast, but then also um, you guys being able to listen to the interview because sometimes we miss them. Like I miss people's interviews and I and I don't want to. So having them all in one place is really helpful. Um, and this is a juicy interview. I love being interviewed because like I'm someone that like thinks on the spot. When I have to like plan things, sometimes I miss things because I'm not as in flow. Whereas someone else asking me questions, you just get the fiery best responses from me. So this is Ashley Gordon's podcast, um, Badass Manifesta. And I did this episode with her when I was living in Aspen. So like last August, which is so far away, like so such a long time ago, but it also felt like it was just yesterday. Crazy. So, um, it's a great episode. All the content is still super, super valid. Um, please be mindful as well that when I'm talking about like feminine, masculine, men, women, you can interchange that for the masculine and the feminine in a same sex relationship as well. Of course, hope most of you guys know that cause I've mentioned it before. And yeah, if you are new here, I would definitely recommend go checking out the bundle as a really good entry point to any of my offerings. And then from there, check out MMM level one, level two, if you're wanting to do deeper work around trauma, confidence in a child's healing, uh, sex stuff, relationship stuff, all that jazz, then definitely look at queen alchemy. Then you also have Baba for like feminine business stuff. And then you obviously have one-on-one coaching and usually my events when Corona decides to fuck right off. Cause I am really getting sick of it at this point. Um, but I have to just learn to surrender. Hey, we're having to just all really feel our emotions this year and purge them and let them out. And I think I will do an episode on that shortly if I haven't already done it. Um, yeah, any questions, let me know, send me a DM. Oh, and guys, if you haven't written a review, please, please, please do that. Um, so many of you have left me amazing reviews. Thank you. Just, if you can write one, that would be amazing. Um, not just leave the five star. Um, it literally takes two minutes. Like you can take a shit and do it at the same time. Um, that would be amazing because it means the fucking world to me. And I know you all send me such amazing DMs about my podcast. And if you could just put that DM, like copy and paste it and put it in a written review, that'd be amazing. When you scroll right down the bottom of the app, you can actually click write a review. It's in like a little, it's kind of on the right hand side below the stars. You can click, write a review and leave it there. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Ash from the Badass Manifesto and I'll put her link also below if you want to check out her amazing podcast. Um, and yeah, all the content is still really, really valuable. So the only thing is like, if I mention the mastermind, Remember, guys, the mastermind is now blended with Queen Alchemy. So I just have Queen Alchemy. So if I mention the mastermind, go to Queen Alchemy. I can't remember whether I do in here or not. Anyway, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Have a lovely day. And I love you all for listening. And I love you all for sharing my episodes with your friends. It literally means so much to me. And it means that I get to help get this message out to more people. And it means more men are happy in their relationships and more women are happy in their relationships and in their life. Like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. So 
excited for today's episode, you guys. I have an amazing guest that we're bringing on, an expert. And I'm personally excited because this is something that I've struggled with my whole life. I have Monica Yates here, and she is your period and feminine energy goddess. (laughs) She works with the subconscious brain. She doesn't have an elevator pitch that's like fit in a box. And I love that about her because women can't fit in a box. Fuck no. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ash. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So can you just share a little bit about your journey just to speed everybody up so we can like really, I mean, your journey is going to be filled with gold, but like really get to the nuggets. I like want to pick your brain so bad. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to to fast forward through it. So the really short story is like the long story short is, and people can stalk me if they need the long story, is um, classic case of like horrendous periods when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Hated being a woman, hated having my period. Period was the worst thing in the world. Like we're so unlucky as women, like all that sort of stuff. Um, Like men have it so much easier. So I went on the pill because that was going to quote unquote fix my period problems, which it doesn't by the way. Um, Went on the pill, was on that for a while. And then I I was in Whistler doing my skin instructor like um certification and I started like not getting my periods and then I'd get them for like every two weeks and when I say periods I mean the drug and juice bleeds from the pill um so then I like phoned the doctor in Australia and she then sent me a higher dose to like stop my periods from coming every two weeks so well drug and juice bleeds went on that that fucked me up even more and then I stopped getting my period altogether like the, the drug and juice bleed and then I was traveling around Europe and I kind of discovered I, I knew about Sarah Wilson already. If you don't know Sarah Wilson, she's like the I Quit Sugar Chick. And um, I knew about her. Who? The I Quit Sugar Chick. She's pretty big oh. in Australia. Okay. Um, she's got like a program called I Quit Sugar and she's all about like eating real food and no sugar. And um, I actually just like randomly like went to um, Selfridges in London. I was living in London at the time. Bought her book and um, and and because I was on a budget, I bought it and then I returned it. I bought it, read the whole thing and then I returned it. <laughs> <laughs> and um what the whole thing and it all made sense about eating real food and I didn't like I didn't understand this when I was in school I was just a classic like you know count your calories exercise like a crazy woman every day at the gym and then binge drink on the weekends that was what you did at high school um and then I was back in Australia and I broke up, I broke up with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, okay, well, I can go off the pill now. I knew something wasn't right with my body. So I was like, I'm just going to go off it for a while because like I'm not getting like a drug-induced bleed at all, which I thought was my period at the time, which actually isn't. So I went off the pill and then I didn't get my period altogether for 18 months. And I was just like losing weight, like no one's business. I would eat so much food that it would just like go through me. Um, basically my body wasn't making any hormones. So your body makes estradiol, which is one of the forms of estrogen. And my body was not making any of them. Like I was perimenopause and I was 19. Like, yeah, like when I got my blood results back, it was like not good. Anyway, like it's really dangerous um, and are really bad for your bones. And like these hormones you need for like your heart and stuff. And so they're really important hormones. So I was doing a lot of work to try and get it back. It took me so long. I was doing all the fucking herbs. I was eating all the right foods. I was eating plenty of food, like plenty of food. Um, And nothing was working. Anyway, I eventually got it back once I started actually doing a lot more work around feminine energy. And I was with um, a guy at the time and um, he was really into like masculine feminine sort of stuff. And so I also have, I also really believe, and there is a bit of science to back this, if you like kind of wind your way around it, that like men have a really big influence on our hormones, right? Because of pheromones and then they're making us feel sexy. So it boosts our libido, which helps with our period. So my boyfriend at the time, um, he was like a bit older than me and he was really into this stuff. So he really treated me like a woman, like treated me like 
like a woman. So it really like was boosting my libido and serotonin and dopamine oxytocin, which I really believed helped me get my period back. So I eventually got my period back. And then I lost it again because I had a really bad ski accident. And like, I knew the moment I had it, I was like, well, my period's going again because I was so fucking stressed. Like your body, like when you, when you have a really bad ski accident, for example, and your body feels like it's dying, it's not the time to have a period. So it shuts your period off. So then I lost it again for six months and it actually came back after I said on one of my Instagram lives, I said to people like, I feel like a fraud because I'm trying to help you guys with your period and I can't even fucking hold on to mine. And literally the next day my period came back and that's when I realized, oh my God, there is so much of a connection between like your subconscious brain and like the energy that you're holding on to and stuff and shame around your period and your period itself. Mm-hmm. And even my sister last night, I was on the phone to her and um, she's been traveling a bit. So her period's gone all funny and she's got like the world's most perfect period, right? Because she's a really good relationship with being a woman and like she's younger than me. So she obviously like was influenced by me loving my period and my cycle. And so because of that, when she got her period, it was a celebration. Like she literally had a period party. Um, and there's quite a correlation between women that celebrate their period. And then they have really good periods for their lives. Whereas the ones that have a lot of shame towards it generally grow up with a very shitty period. So anyway, I had a conversation with her last night and her period was missing. She got it this morning literally just by like talking about it. And I was like, don't worry, Annabelle, like you've been traveling. Um, your period will come back when it comes back. Like you need to like wait three months. And then if it, if it doesn't come back within three months, um, or if it doesn't get regular within three months of you being home, then you start to worry, but don't worry about it now because the reason why you don't worry about it now is because your follicle, it takes 90 days to come around into ovulation. So for example, like this period that she's now on, we're actually looking at what was happening in her life three months ago. She was traveling three months ago. That's why it doesn't matter her period right now if it's all funny because she was traveling. Um, So I help women. So basically I eventually got my period back um, for the second time. And that's when I really was like, holy shit, there is like so much connection between your brain and your period, which obviously there is like your brain communicates to your ovaries. Um, so now what I do with women is a lot of work around feminine energy and healing your relationship with the feminine. Cause I used to be so masculine. Mm-hmm. Like you would look at me and think I was feminine, but my energy was very masculine, very do, 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 very in my head. I was described as cold and now people describe me as like the warmest person they know. Um, so I do a lot of work around that with women, but what I've realized is a lot of women will actually come to me once they've done all the nutrition stuff, they're eating the right foods, they're doing the right things, they've quit sugar or whatever, um, and they still can't get their period back or their period is still horrendous or their, endo, or their endo is still horrendous. And then they do the feminine work and their period comes back after like five, like it blows my mind. It comes back after like five years, three years, finally gets regular. And this is after girls have been to the doctors and the doctors are like, you are in a dangerous scenario right now. You need to go on like hormones, like as in hormone placement therapy, like you need to go on that or your bones are going to like start to break down. And then they like do my mastermind or something and their period comes back and it blows my mind or their endo goes away. And like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy, but it's fucking real. And I see it. (laughs) It, it, Oh my God. There's so much goodness that you just said so much in there. And oh my God. Okay. So what your work is amazing. And I was just curious when you like, when did you decide and know that you were meant to be a period coach? Cause I'm sure people are listening yeah. right now and they're like, I've never heard of this. I didn't know that this existed. 
Yeah. Um, people ask me this. I don't think there was like one point in time where I was like, this is what I meant to do. It's been like a correlating, like it's just been like adding up. Right. Mm -hmm. And once I sort of started diving into the work, I think I, I can't quite remember, but I think I had a funny feeling of like, this is why I always believed like, not always, but once I started getting into my like spiritual journey and doing this work, I really started to believe like everything happens for a reason, which obviously it does. So when I, I literally remember the morning I was in bed and I was reading, um, fuck, what's it called? The book by Alyssa Vitti, um, flow, my flow, what, her period track is like flow. Um, anyway, and it talks about the different phases of your cycle. And like, at first I was angry. I was like, why the fuck did nobody teach us this in school about our period? Right. And a lot of girls are, but then I realized, oh my God, this is why I have missed my period and everything. Like this is like, I think this is what I meant to do. Anyway, I didn't hundred percent know. I just started reading into it a lot more and doing a lot more research and talking about it a lot more on my Instagram. And it kind of was just like blowing up. Like people were loving me talking about it. So I just kept going and going. And then it was really just like this adding up of like, I am loving doing this. And I, and it's really been, it's really been this year that I have realized, holy shit, like this is what I was put on the planet to do. And the more I get into like, you know, like my psychic abilities and, and channeling and all that. It's just like, again and again and again, of like, you are so fucking on track. Like you are so on the, your path. And mm-hmm. like, everyone always says, like people say to my mom, like, thank you for giving birth to her. Like, this is like, this is just my thing. And I know it's my thing as well because, um, I'm 22, but, um, you wouldn't know it. Like if you like met me and I was just like talking about what I know, I've got a very old soul and I've been doing this for like, many years in terms of like past lives and I've been doing, yeah, yeah. I've been doing like past life progressions and like, I've had some nasty past lives. Like I did one on like last week and I was buried alive and, um, and I've been having that, I've been having this dream and it's actually a dream from a past life. And I've been having it since I was a kid and I blocked it out for a while. And then it started coming back when I started doing more of this work and I hadn't been able to figure out, figure it out for ages. And then I saw a psychic and I knew it was a past life thing. One of my coaches who's like very into this stuff and helps me with past life stuff. She knew it was a past life thing, but we couldn't figure out what exactly it was. And then a psychic saw it and she was like, Oh my God, you were buried alive. Anyway. And I was a Jezebel in past lives. I was a witch. Like I was like all that stuff. So I've been doing this for eras and, um, so this is obviously like my fucking purpose. And now, now I'm living in a life where I can freely talk about this and I'm not going to be like buried alive, for example. <laughs> oh my God. It's so yeah. true. It's so yeah. true. Like no punishment for sharing your truth and speaking your truth and exactly. embodying it. And I, and I think it's really inspiring just to point out that you are 22 because I, I think people will hear that and might be like, oh my God, she's so young. Right. Yeah. But you guys, everyone's waking up, like get with the fucking program. Like, <laughs> waking up and they're realizing why the fuck we're here. We're here Mm. for fucking reason. Okay. Like, yeah, but excuse me, like, come on. No, but it's serious. serious. Majority of my clients are older than me. I'm having a lot more clients that are my age and younger, which has been really beautiful. And I actually think it's, it's a blessing. And I feel so blessed to be able to lead young women through this because a lot of people, it takes them getting to like 30 to realize like, holy fuck, I have issues, but I'm helping girls like 18 and 19. So they never have to get to that stage, which is beautiful. But majority of my clients, especially in the beginning were older than me. And I've had clients say like, I have to, like they've said to me, I have to say, Monica, in the beginning, I was hesitant because you were a lot younger than me. And then like second or first session, they're like, fuck, I have so much respect for you. Like, 
like, I'm sorry. I thought that. And I'm like, don't be sorry. Like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. I'm younger than you. It would make sense for me to like know less, but, um, yeah, I blow myself away as well. That's happened to me too with older clients. And yeah, it just goes to show you that age really doesn't matter. And all those lifetimes are happening simultaneously. So like everything's happening right now. Yeah. That's another podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Write that one down, Melita. Exactly. But I want to share with you something interesting. Well, my whole life I've suffered from period pain. Like it was, I think it was ingrained from my mom, like on a cellular level where my mom was just, my mom suffered a lot through her whole life with different illness. And so like, she would tell me when I was younger, you're going to have your period bad. Like I do, you're going to have it bad. Like I do. A lot of girls have that. Yeah. That was like so ingrained in me. And then the shame around it of feeling like I can't even buy tampons without being embarrassed. You know, there's so much around that. And then I had this epiphany. This is so weird. I was sitting in the, I was waiting. We, my husband and I got Invisalign like last year, we're sitting in the orthodontist office, like fairly recently. I was waiting for him. I'm finished with mine. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I'm sitting there watching these young girls with their braces, like 16, 17 yeah. year old girls sitting in the waiting room. And I'm like, all of a sudden getting this collective and I was on my period and I was in so much pain right, and I got this collective like feeling that brought me to tears. I was hysterically crying in the office. I'm like, these girls are hiding their pain. They're hiding like this shame that they feel like feeling all of their stuff. And it was wild. And then I started talking to the girl next to me about it. And she was like, my friend is home from school right now because of her period. And I had to like lie to the boys or whatever, because they wouldn't understand. And it's a real thing. It is a real thing. It's a real fucking thing. I know. But like, this happens a lot where, um, that's why doing the re- the subconscious reprogramming is really important because if you grew up with a mom and this is no shame on your moms, right? They, knew, they don't sure. know any better. Right. But if you grew up with a mom that was like, Baby, we're gonna have the worst periods. I had the worst periods. Like they're not educated to like understand that you have to turn your DNA on and off. So like they don't really get it, right? So they're trying to like warn you because they love you. It's all out of a place of love. But what happens is you then believe that, and your body is the result of your subconscious brain. So of course your body starts assuming, oh, I'm gonna have bad periods. I'm gonna have bad periods. So you get a fucking bad period. Mm-hmm. And like this is really important to note because even like my mom and I have had, have a really close relationship, and we always have. And I'm blessed for that. And like when I had my period. I could tell her I'm having it. Like there wasn't any shame around it, but still because she wasn't educated about like that you don't have period pain. It's like, oh yeah, like bloating, period pain. That's normal. Like here's a hot water bottle. We go to the doctor, we go on the pill. It's not like a, oh, you've got estrogen and dominance. We need to have some more broccoli. Like, you know, (laughs) like that's not like, she didn't know that. So of course she can't pass it on to me, but this is where it's very interesting because I knew all of that. So my sister she didn't go, she's never had a bad period Wow! because, because she's been educated from me and there was never any shame about it. There's always been like excitement love. about it. There's always been excitement and always been love about it. So like her period comes on the dot of the new moon. Every time she ovulates the full moon, like that's why when she's been traveling and now her cycle is a little bit funny, she's like, what's happening? Like this never happens to me. It doesn't come with any pain. It's just whacked up because of traveling which is so normal. That is normal. Like that's super normal, but she's had the most perfect period. Like she is the textbook definition of what your period should look like. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and and like the textbook definition is like, I don't know. It's almost like, I I don't know. It's like frustrating almost because I don't think there is 
Is there a normal? Like, is there actually? Yeah, there is. So there's a common. I can't fathom what that would be like. Exactly, right. So people think normal, people think normal is bloating, um, you know, sore boobs, period pain, being really grumpy and mood swings. And that's what doctors tell you as well. I had a friend who just got her IUD out because she was like, I need to get this fucking thing out of my womb. And um, the doctor was, the doctor literally said to her, okay, so now you're just going to have like the usual normal, like period pain, bloating you know sore boobs so just like you know um just do a hot water bottle and take some Advil or whatever you guys call a Nurofen or whatever um and Madeline was like uh that's not a fucking normal period and like she people have known that because of me so a normal period not a common but a normal period is no mood swings right you're leading up to your period you'll get hungrier not cravings hungrier so cravings is like you know, you've eaten dinner and you want more food. Hunger is like you've eaten and an hour later you're like starving and you're like, no, I just eaten. I don't want to eat again. But your body is like growling. That's, that's hunger. And that's fucking annoying. And that is, that's what you'll get the week before your period, because that's showing that you have enough progesterone and progesterone boosts your metabolism. So you actually burn through food a lot faster. That's why you get hungry, but not cravings. So if you have cravings, you have low progesterone and high estrogen because your body is craving serotonin, not food. It's craving serotonin, right? Because cravings aren't generally like fucking broccoli. Cravings are generally like sweet things, carbs, that sort of stuff, sugar, right? Anyway, and then um, so the normal is basically you'll get a bit tired around your period, so a bit of fatigue, and that is it. You'll get a bit more intuitive. You'll get more introverted, that is it. You'll want more like cuddles generally. Yeah. That is it. Wow. So some fatigue. That's it. Like I don't get any period pain. I don't get any like sore boobs. Actually last cycle I got sore boobs because I've been traveling and stressed, which is like clear, right? So I'm like, that's why I had sore boobs, but that's not normal. That is common, but it's not normal. All that's normal is some fatigue. Wow. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. so, Okay. <sighs> I started playing with the idea in the last couple of years that actually I I did have control over, I I have, I can heal this. That was my like mentality. Like I can actually heal my womb. Yeah. So can you just explain what a womb healing is? Okay. So womb healing is like a little bit different to like fixing your period. So if you were to do like the, if you were to do like, it is like the, the two are important, but I always say like, start with the lowest hanging fruit from the tree. And that's going to be like, fix your diet. So if you're eating like a fucking sugar heavy diet, then fix that shit right up. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're having like a ton of alcohol and like, basically if you're having a lot of inflammatory foods, then obviously fix that first. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, then you want to do the energy work. So womb healing, there's a couple of different ways to do womb healing, but basically what you're doing is, so we hold all of our emotion and heaviness and shit in our womb, okay? So that's why a lot of women, well, we're healers. Women are healers because we take on people's crap and we store it in our womb. Mm -hmm. So for example, past lovers, ex-boyfriends, whatever, you actually hold them in your womb and that can really make you feel heavy and like this all subconscious and make you feel like you can't be open in future relationships. It can hold you back in ways you don't really know. So we really focus on like clearing that out of your womb and like, you'll feel a big release once you do that. 
Um, so that's, that's something that we do with womb healing. Another kind of womb healing thing is like clearing shame that like has been passed down in your families or passed down from like, you know, your lineage, clearing that out of your womb because your womb holds everything. Your cervix also is like where you store all your emotion. So that's why women also will tend to have like, if they're having sex and their boyfriend or husband goes really deep, they'll tend to feel pain. It's because they're holding emotion in their cervix. Now that emotion doesn't necessarily need to be like, oh, I've been raped. So therefore I hold emotion in my cervix. That is like emotion of like shame about being a woman. Like one time a boy telling you like, ew, periods, like that, that is shame, right? Shame can be literally like, there's so many examples of shame. Even just like having sex on your period. Yeah. Like if you're not, if there, if like, even for example, yeah, if you have sex in a period and your boyfriend or your husband or your partner or whatever, um, kind of goes a bit funny. Yeah. That can create shame. And there is no, like, I fucking love period sex. Mm -hmm. There is no shame about having sex on your period. But for a lot of women, there is. But once you heal that, like, ladies, period sex is the best fucking sex. And if you, if you hate period sex, like, I really encourage you to ask, like, the question of why. Like, what is it about period sex you hate? Because actually, you will have deeper orgasms, better orgasms. It's really primal. It's very grounding. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, like, it's actually deeper, more intimate, more delicious sex. Like it's really grounding, really tribal and fucking amazing. And it's true that you get, I get more horny when I'm on my period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, period sex. Like, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) If I, like I am sad when my period ends and then I kind of period. I'm like, damn it, my window's over. Like I fucking (laughs) love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah. So other things with womb healing is, um, like even just healing shame that your mom's passed down. We hold a lot of shame around our feminine in there. Like a lot of us believe the feminine is weak, um, because we've grown up with a, like our learned feminine that we've grown up with or the feminine we've been taught is actually very wounded feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's a big difference between a wounded feminine and, um, the healed feminine. So we grow up basically with the idea that, Oh, this is feminine, but actually that feminine is so fucking wounded. So we don't want to be that. And that's why a lot of also put like up this masculine shell. Um, or for example, if your dad worked a lot when you were younger and he wasn't around, you can internalize that as like, I have to protect myself. So you put up a masculine shell around that. And then there's shame around the feminine. Um, so you'll hold, hold that in your womb. Or if, for example, like, um, your mum was very emotional and she like, you know, you perceived her as needy, for example, or over emotional. She is like, obviously the picture of the feminine when you grow up. But if there is like, Oh, like mum's a bit emotional or like, why does mum do that? Or like you pick on mum for things, which a lot of us do, right? A lot of us will like pick on our mom for being like too emotional. And Mm. that then you're basically picking on the feminine energy for being too emotional. So you then go, I don't want to be like that. So you shut that element of you down as well. And you, that a lot of us perceive that we want to be like dad because dad's successful. Dad makes more money. Dad is like the provider, like whatever. So we want to be more like dad to be actually become more masculine. And this is nothing to do about shaming parents, blaming parents. I love my parents. But like, of course I had wounding. We all have wounding from our parents. It's not about exactly what they did. It's actually about more how we perceived it. So like, like I can perceive that dad was, you know, more successful because of like certain things, but that's a perception, Mm -hmm. not actually necessarily like the full blown truth. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's how we perceived it. And I also think that it's, it's a cellular thing, right? Like they Mm -hmm. don't even know 
they don't even know what they don't know about themselves and what they've experienced. And hundred percent they've experienced growing up gets transferred to our subconscious. So I think that it's very connected. Yeah. Like my grandmother, for example, like really Catholic would never talk about like sex at the dinner table, would never even mention a period, all that jazz, like just the classic, very, very Catholic. And my mom is, yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) My mom isn't, um, she isn't like that. She's like, you know, I didn't have the ability to do X, Y, and Z when I was young. So I want you girls to be able to, like her kids to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like, because shit's been passed down to her on a subconscious level, she's had to really work to unwind that. And she's actually done some of my courses and she's actually had to work a lot to unwind that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so ingrained deep down that even though she doesn't believe it, like consciously, her subconscious believes it. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's, Something that I think blocks a lot of people from creating what they want, whether Mm -hmm. it's with their period or in their life in general, is that you know that what you're believing about yourself isn't true, but subconsciously you're still holding on to it. Exactly. And that's how people are like, um, I was actually listening to this on one of your other podcasts and I was like, yes, exactly. Glad you mentioned this of like a lot of people try and manifest and it doesn't happen. It's because they actually have a subconscious belief that they can't deserve it, don't have it, or it's bad to have it, or it's dangerous or it's naughty to have it, especially with things like money. Yeah. That's why people then struggle to manifest money because on a subconscious level, they're actually afraid of money, don't want money, think money is bad. And so there's no point manifesting or trying to manifest if you haven't actually done the work deep down because it won't happen. And like with manifestations, once you've done that work deep down, like your spells, I mean, your words will become your spells. Like mm-hmm. you will say something and it fucking happens. Like it happens to me all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> I have to be careful. It, same, same. It, it, it still blows my mind. Even yeah. though it's just the way that it is. I know. I'll just sometimes think about something and it happens. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> so cool. It's so cool. So just like from our time together so far, yeah. I'm just curious using your intuition. Would you yeah. say I'm more in my feminine or masculine energy? Um, I would say that you're like me of a fiery feminine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I think sometimes people... I think sometimes people, um, they think feminine has to be like really, really soft, but I'm not like, I'm a marshmallow. So I'm very like, I'm like tough on the outside kind of thing, but really mushy on the inside. Mm -hmm. So with my work and stuff, I'm generally very fiery, but when people get to really know me, I can be, or when I'm with men, I'm like really fucking mushy. Like I'm very, very feminine. So I kind of have, and this is about like really loving every aspect of being a feminine woman is knowing that you can actually have so many different sides of yourself. Okay. So like you don't have to choose only soft, only fiery. Like I have like my sassy side, my soft side, my, you know, my fiery side. Like I've got all these different sides to myself. We all do as women. Mm. So like but the thing is, if you find that you're in your head a lot of the time, you're in your masculine. If you're constantly driving and doing, then you're in your masculine. But, and I think that a lot of women actually think, oh yeah, I'm in my feminine, but actually they're not. They look like they're in their feminine, but they're not necessarily in their feminine. So the more that you can really like tap into your body, the more you're in your feminine you're going to be. And this isn't about like looking a certain way. It's actually an energy. Like you can be in your feminine and be wearing like trackies. Like you don't need to be looking like a girl. You actually, and you don't need to be girly to be feminine. Like I'm not overly girly. I don't paint my nails. I'm not, I'm not like a, like a princess. I'm actually like really like low maintenance, but I'm still really embodied in my feminine. I still love wearing dresses and stuff, but I don't 
go get fake nails, fake eyelashes and, and get my hair done every 10 seconds. I actually find that shit annoying. Like I could not sit in a chair for that long. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that person. Um, so just because you might look feminine doesn't mean you actually are feminine. Mm. So if you're const- if you constantly feel like you're racing and doing and going, then you're in your masculine. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so that makes sense. I don't want to yeah. like I don't want to like tell you exactly everything like, I, like everything towards you of like this is like what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right because I don't want to like make you feel uncomfortable. But basically, that's kind of like if you're in your head, you're too in your masculine. But if you're in your body, you're more in your feminine. If you feel like it's easy for you to slow down, then you're able to tap into your feminine more. Um, if you feel like you're doing a lot of things from a place of like love and joy and intuition, not from like your head because you have to show to ego, then that's also a way to like depict it. So even when I'm in my business and I'm doing, I'm doing things in a feminine way. I'm doing them because I love my business. I'm doing them because it brings me joy and happiness and it's from my heart, not from my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's kind of so, yeah. So I don't even like to say like masculine, feminine. I just say like feminine or fiery feminine because mm-hmm. I believe that you can actually do things and doing is technically masculine. I believe that you can do things in a feminine way. I love that. Yeah. So good. It's yeah. so, so good. And it just, because exp- this is a hot topic, like the do, 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 like that badass energy. It's, it's, it's nice to know that you can still be a feminine badass. Oh, a hundred percent. A lot of women don't know how to tap out of their badass energy. So like, for example, when you're, and this is really about like when you're with a man, when you're with a man, he wants you to be in your feminine and you want to be in your feminine. You're going to be treated more like a woman. You're going to be cherished more, looked after more if you are in your feminine and then he can step more into his masculine. Mm-hmm. But if you come home from a work day and you're in your head and you're like, I'm an individual, I'm an independent fucking woman. I don't need no man. Then like, that's not like, like that's not what you want to be doing. So really it's, it's about like, you can be at work and be a badass and be like a hashtag girl boss and getting shit done. And and, and like, I'm like, I'm that, like, I totally, I love that. And if I am around men, if I am with my friends, if I'm like, whatever, I am not like that. Yeah. I am soft. I am sensual. I am feminine. I'm in my body. I'm flowy. I'm watery. I'm not really fiery. I'm sassy, but I'm not really, really fiery badass. And that's not me shutting myself down. That's not me making myself smaller. As some, like some women are going to go, that's you like making yourself smaller towards men. No, that's not actually at all. That's actually allowing me to be more in my feminine so that I can feel more cherished, loved, looked after and supported. Exactly. It's, it's way more delicious. Yeah. It's yeah. way more delicious. And, um, Oh, sorry, really quick. Something yeah. I talk about as well, Ash, is I say very openly the feminist movement has fucked us. Like it has actually fucked us. So before, like in like ages ago, women were fucking cherished for their sensuality, for their vaginas, for their magic. Like, like the beginning of time. Correct. I think the history of prostitution, like in, in that they talk all about that. It's yeah. Like, like yeah. temples made out of vaginas. Correct. Okay. So that was the beginning of time. Yes. We had the patriarchy. Yes. Then it went all a bit haywire. Get that. We had, it really started when like, um, the Europeans came through and were like burning all the witches and whatever. That's kind of when it all started. Right. Then yes, women lost some of their power, but, and I'm not saying that the, um, feminist movement fucked us because like women shouldn't have the right to vote. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we are both humans. Men and women are both humans. So I call it humanism. We're all humans. We all get the same fucking rights. We all can vote. We all get paid for the same because we're both fucking humans. There's nothing different in terms of our ability to do a job, but we are not the same brains. 
Okay. So men can do things that women just can't do as well. And women can do things better than men. We are fucking different. So when I say the feminist movement has fucked us, it's fucked us because women have gone so feminist that it's become man, man bashing and it's become emasculation. It's become women turning into men. It's become women being actually really unhappy deep down and they're trying to streamline themselves and be like men to prove themselves or something. It's all from ego. And they're they're not allowing themselves to actually receive from a man. They're not allowing themselves for a man to open a door. I heard in Australia now, it's actually, um, you can get, oh, what's it called? Uh, it's like, you can get a, a sexual abuse charge or whatever it is, a workplace abuse charge or whatever for opening a door for a woman. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I know it's ridiculous. Or even like, um, I was talking to someone and he works like, um, in like, uh, like corporate and they were out for a dinner one time and this is in Melbourne and it was winter time. It's quite cold. And, um, he offered his jacket to one of his colleagues, like women get colder. We are smaller. We have less ability to keep, like men are fucking heaters. Like men are heaters, right? Nothing better than like snuggling up to your boyfriend in winter. You're like, be my hot water bottle. Anyway, (laughs) he handed his jacket to this woman being like, would you like my coat? And he, and she went ballistic at him. Like, what do you think? I'm weak. I, I, anyway, fucking ballistic. And he was like, what the hell? And it's examples like that, that shut men down. And then women are complaining. What, where's the chivalry gone? Why don't men open doors? Why don't they bring me flowers? Why don't they like do all these things? It's because we have made them feel like they can't because they are so afraid of being like, you know, Oh, am I telling her she's not independent? Am I telling her that she's weak? Is she worried that I'm, you know, I'm pushing her too much because of all of this, like the rape, culture and all this fear that's been wound into society towards men. And it's actually shutting men down and it's not helping us as women. So, so many women actually like, like, unless you've done the feminine work, you are not in your feminine. Like you are, unless you've really done it, you are either in a wounded feminine or you think you're like in your feminine because you look a certain way, but you're not actually in your feminine. Mm. So that whole movement has really fucked our relationship and polarity. Um, yes, we get to vote the same, blah, 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 but wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a beautiful world to live in if, especially in the workplace, women actually understood their different abilities throughout their cycle and they use that for increased productivity and men did their things. And instead of seeing us as weaker or us as not as good as men, we were just a little bit different, but we both had like, we, we have our own different strengths. The businesses would make more money and be more productive if they worked like that. I want to know what, what those abilities, like what those abilities are at the different points in the cycle. Okay. Okay. So I actually have a really like in-depth, um, free PDF that you can get from my website. Okay. Basically in short, we'll, we'll link that up for you guys in the show. Okay, cool. So basically in short around your period, you're going to be more tired, right? But you're more intuitive. Okay. So it's a good time to like sit on projects. What am I feeling? Let's say corporate. Okay. We're going to go corporate. Let's say you've got this big like project coming out. What am I feeling about the project? What am I, what's my intuition saying about these guys that we're working with? That sort of stuff. Imagine if women were able to use that in the workplace and then men trusted that and, and women could go, I do not have a good feeling about this company. We should not go with them. And then like, how, like they could save so much money and time and effort about being sued or like, or problems going on or whatever. There is nothing like a woman's intuition. Exactly. Right. Okay. Then you go into your follicular phase and your energy is building up. So you're getting more, um, extroverted, your higher energy, 
because your estrogen is rising, you've got more serotonin, your communication skills are building, right? So along your follicular phase and ovulation, your communication skills are really high. You're a lot better with people. You've got a fuck ton more energy. It's a good time to be doing more work because you're more in that like doing phase, more time to do more work, but a great time to pitch. So those two weeks, men should be like, no, Monica is pitching, Monica is pitching because women are more attractive around their ovulation phase, right? People are more attracted. You glow more, you yes. smell differently. So men would actually naturally be more attracted and be like, well, we like her, let's, let's just get her or whatever. You know what I mean? They would be more likely to seal a deal if you were pitching. It's too good. Okay. Then in your luteal phase, you're more analytical. So it's a good time to then you've pitched, you've got like, you've signed the deal or whatever. Then it would be like, okay, I'm going to read this contract this week. Okay. And you're more analytical. Your brain's fired up more in terms of that analytical um, part of your brain. And so therefore you might be reading a contract and pick things up that you wouldn't have picked up in your ovulation phase. Because in your ovulation phase, you're like, everything's amazing. And you would just be like, oh yeah, contract's fine. Sign done. So like, don't sign a contract in your ovulation phase, sign it in your luteal phase. Now imagine if we worked like that in the workplace. Businesses would make so much more money, be so much more productive and everyone would be happier. Okay. And the thing is a lot of women would think, no, that saying women are like, you know, like less than men or like, I can't do the same. Oh my God. Like, this is the problem. Women, like women are going to listen to this and like think that. Right. And that's their subconscious jumping in with the wounding. That's not the fucking case. It's not the case. I see it honestly, like right now, a picture in my mind is like two equal puzzle pieces that fit together right? Mm. Like working together, the mass, the mass, like the yin and yang, yes. they fit together perfectly. And Seriously. they lean on each other with different gifts. 100%. One is not better. Okay. So like, we're not like people say like men and women are equal. I, I actually, we're not like, we're not equal. We are not the same. We have the same, like we can, we can both vote and make decisions, obviously. Right. We both, we can both get paid the same. Yeah. But we're not the same. Like men can do things that women can't. Like, for example, if a man was like, if my toilet broke, I'm not going to fucking fix the toilet. And that doesn't make me a weak woman. It's just like, if I really needed to, I could fucking fix the toilet if I wanted to, right? Obviously. But I don't want to. It's not fun. But for a man, it makes him feel fun. And it it makes, sorry, it makes him feel masculine and macho. And he's like, I just help that woman. And like, I find it fucking attractive. I'm like, that's a better world to be in and a much more fun scenario to be in. I think about when my husband like will go on a, you know, a weekend trip or something and I'm in the house myself, I really realize how much he does around the house. Yeah. I don't do because it's not, it's just not what I'm best at. Yeah. Like even taking out the rubbish. I'm like, I don't want to take the rubbish. That's dirty. I don't want to do that either. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I did all that and I was Mm. like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So like, imagine if men and women actually worked together, which by the way, men want to, like men don't think we're weak. Men don't actually think, oh, they have a cycle. They're not as good as us. That's not not what's running through their head. We're making that shit up. That's men do not think that men praise the fucking living daylights out of women. They think we're amazing. They don't love it when women are masculine. That's for sure. They're fucking hating that shit. Right. But they love women and they are literally put on this planet to make us feel amazing. That's like their job. They just want to give, give, give and make us happy. And imagine if we actually received that men would be so much more fulfilled, so much happier. Okay. 
I know, and we would be happier. So we need to stop the whole thing of like women thinking we can be men. Like we can't be men. So stop fucking trying. Just focus on what you're good at. It's like if I was trying to do accounting, like fuck that shit. I'm not good at accounting. I'll pass it on to somebody that is good at accounting and I will focus on what I'm good at. I love that. And that's for like all areas, even business. But wait, I have a question. Go, yeah. So my question is, is this is a little, like you mentioned it earlier on about- You mentioned oxytocin. I just recently learned about oxytocin. And so can you just explain that a little bit and why that's important? Okay. So things like oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, they're like our feel-good hormones. Mm -hmm. And in terms of a woman's cycle, if you have more serotonin, more oxytocin, more dopamine, your hormones are going to be more balanced and you're actually going to have more confidence. So there is a correlation between your relationship with your vagina and your confidence. Okay. So if you are feeling, if you are feeling sensual and juicy and delicious and you love being a woman, you will feel more confident. You'll also have better balanced hormones, you'll have better skin, better hair, better nails, everything, better health, because you have these feel-good hormones running through your body. That's why after you have really good sex, right, and you've got all these hormones flooding through you, you feel on top of the world, you feel like you can conquer anything, you feel sexy as fuck. That's if you've had proper good sex, not like shameful sex where half of you are shut down and you feel numb, you will feel amazing afterwards. Now, those hormones don't just come from sex. You can create them yourself by literally loving being a woman, by doing things that make you feel good, by feeling sexy, by wearing sexy lingerie, by dancing around and loving your body. Like you can create those hormones yourself. You don't need a man to create them. It's just that it's more fun when you let a man help you create them. Mm. So this is about you saying like, you know, women don't actually, there's two sides. Technically, like if you want to go kind of in terms of happiness or like in terms of, let's say like short-term happiness, you don't need a man, but you want a man. Technically in terms of like hormones and like, and whatnot, you do need a man because like they provide protect and all that jazz. So you're not going to be as happy in the long term without a man. Uh, but you don't need a man like right now, but you want a man because everything's more fun. And a lot of women that go like, I don't need no man. Like you actually do need a man because you will burn yourself out if you are trying to do everything for yourself. Like women aren't meant That's to do. That's wounded. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you like, it's more fun to have a man. And a lot of women actually in today's society, especially corporate, they, because they're trying to be like men, like women naturally, their number one priority is, um, is relationships, love connection. And men's number one priority is passion and purpose. But if you as a woman are making your job, your number one priority all the time, and then you're going to be in your masculine and you will never actually be fully fulfilled because in order for a woman to be fully fulfilled, you need to be in a loving relationship and feel like you have connection and love in your life. Mm. Now for a man, they don't technically need that because their number one priority is passion and purpose. So they can be fully fulfilled with their job. Like obviously men actually want like a relationship much like, so women's number one priority is love and connection. Number two is passion and purpose. So we obviously are not going to be fully fulfilled if we don't feel like we have a purpose on this planet, obviously. Mm -hmm. However, if you only have a purpose and no love and connection, you won't be fulfilled either. 
men's number one priority is passion and purpose. Number two, relationship. That's why if they're in a relationship, but they have a massive, massive work deal closing, they won't be able to focus their time on you right now because they're focused on work. Nothing about you. It's about that their work is a number one priority. It's also why men, um, typically they won't propose to a woman until they have a really secure job, until they feel like they can provide for you because that's their number one priority. It's nothing about you as a woman. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It actually means they love you so much that they need that first need filled. That's what's important. So if you are trying to only be, you know, building your empire, fuck the men, I don't need a fucking relationship, you will never be fulfilled. You'll be 40 years old and realize, holy shit, I actually want a relationship. I'm not happy. So I love my business to fucking bits and it is a number one priority for me, but it will never be above my relationship. It will never be above husband, kids, family, because I know that I cannot be fully fulfilled with only my business. And I got a lot of fulfillment out of my business because it does provide a lot of love and connection for me as well, but it's not a number one priority. Like it's, it's just not because I'm not a man. I'm a woman. Wow. Yeah. You guys, I know (laughs) with this right now. This is so good. Oh, so good. Conversation. It's such an important conversation. Mm. And I just want to presence just, it's crazy to me that periods are something that are so like, this is part of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like so swept under the rug. And I know that some people are listening to this and their mind is really blown because they hide this about themselves. And the truth is, is Period is just like poop. We all do it. It's it's, it's like, like getting a cold. If we get a cold, we like tell people. Yeah. It's yeah. literally the same. It's just a cold coming out of your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have you done any of that? I, I've seen some like period art. Have you ever done that? So I don't do period art because I don't have like an easel and like a big notepad. I travel a lot. So like I barely even have like massive notebooks that I carry around because of like weight restrictions. Um, But what I do do is I collect my blood in a jar and I manifest with it and I do like a ritual with it and then I pour it into the earth. So I do hate it when I'm traveling like right now and I don't have any plants in this room. And so I can't like hold, like I can't... um, I can't collect my blood and so and like walk down the lobby with like my blood in a <laughs> jar. That'd be a bit weird. But when I am somewhere where I do have like a garden or whatever, I connect, I collect my blood in a jar and then I manifest with it and then I pour it back into Mother Earth so that it can like regenerate the earth and whatnot. And you know what's really funny? So, so there cool. is, yeah, so there is so many nutrients in your period blood. Like your period blood contains stem cells. So stem cells is what like creates like new hearts. Like you can grow a heart from a stem cell. Like that's in your fucking blood, right? Literal creation is in your blood. Okay. So when you're flushing it down the toilet, you're kind of wasting it. And there are so many nutrients. That's why if you pour your blood into a plant, the plant will grow really fast because there's a lot of nutrients in there. And you know how our soil is so depleted? I, I was totally thinking going to do that by the way. Yeah. So uh-huh. it, it can be really triggering in the beginning and it can make you feel really uncomfortable, but you've got to like move through it. Right. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, So our soil is obviously really depleted, okay? Very, very depleted. There's not many nutrients in the soil. I was like, imagine if all women poured, like we had a veggie patch, right? And all of our women, all of the women poured their blood back into the earth. Like that would really help with soil depletion. I swear to God, it fucking would. Wow. Which would be so awesome. Plus we are like giving that power back to mother earth. And when you manifest with it, you're literally manifesting the intention into the blood and then it's going into the earth so that like you're planting a fucking seed and it can literally physically grow. grow. Like 
what the hell? That's awesome. Oh my God. That's so cool. And it's way more like, it's way more beautiful and nourishing to like your soul and your spirit when you're not flushing it down the toilet and wasting it. You're like this, this, I could have created life with this blood. Like I literally could could have created a fucking human. Like what the hell, right? I can't even wrap my head around that shit. That's um, like a really big, big deal. Like it is presence that you guys like your period is, uh, it creates worlds. Like that's, it literally is the most, the, your vagina and your period, it's the most creative part of life. Exactly. And like, you've got physical creation in a jar in front of you. Wow. How beautiful that you get to gift that back to like mama earth and she's gifted you so much and you can gift that back to her as like replenishment, rejuvenation. And it's also like, it's such a beautiful ritual and it's like, it takes you honoring being a woman and honoring your cycle, honoring your blood to a whole new level. I am so going to do that and I'll let you know how great afterwards. So you don't use tampons, obviously. No. So I use period cups, except if I'm on a plane, I like trying to change a fucking diva cup on a plane is like literally impossible and also dirty as fuck. So I don't do that shit. Um, but I'll I'll use a tampon if I'm on a plane, but otherwise, um, I will always do David cup. Yeah. And then I don't typically, if my period's not ragingly heavy, which it never, it really is. Um, I generally also won't sleep with a, um, diva cup either I will like put a towel underneath me and just let me like free bleed but also I don't bleed that much when I sleep and I, like quite a few women don't necessarily bleed that much when they sleep mm-hmm. yeah. I know that like my podcast manager he, he, he's a guy he's, <laughs> he's gonna learn so much about women hi Brett oh <laughs> yes so but do you know what when I talk about this like to men they are blown away. Like if it's a, if it's a man that actually like cares about women and wants to learn, they are blown. I did a talk last, this beginning of this year in, um, in New York and there were these men speaking as well. And they came up to me after and they were like, I just learned so much in that 15 minutes. Like, but also for them, when they hear this stuff, a woman speaking about it, they get like really turned on because like, this is so fucking hot because this is just like polarity. Like I'm fully in my feminine talking about this stuff. And a lot of women, when they talk on stage, are actually really in their masculine. Mm-hmm. And like, I purposely avoid that. I like wear a dress and I do everything to get myself in my feminine when I'm talking. Cause I can, I can jump into my masculine more so. Um, but men like want to learn about this shit. I actually have a guide on my website as well called the dude's guide to period phases. And it tells a guy what she's feeling, what to do, what not to do. But men want to know this shit. Like they want to know, like I was saying before, they want to know how to support women. They want to know how to give to women. Um, it's fucking hot. Like I find this shit hot. I'm, I'm honestly a little turned on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm just, I want to embrace myself even more. Because Seriously. Like it will heal me. Yeah, it does. It's magical. It really is. You're yeah. magical. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have to ask you, what makes yeah. you a badass manifester? Um, well, actually one thing, and I want to kind of share this, like this might trigger people or like whatever, but, um, I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never had the belief that I am not worthy or I'm not enough or I don't deserve, which is important because like no one's that special. Right. So as in like that belief that you have of like, I'm not good enough or sorry, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy or I don't deserve. You've made that shit up. Like you're not born with that because I wasn't born with it. And we're all fucking like the same. So I've never had that. So 
when, I mean, the thing that I work on every day is fucking my money mindset. Like I, every successful person has to work on that every fucking day. But what makes me a badass manifester is probably the fact that I am so in my feminine and not my wounded feminine, my healed feminine. And the more that you are, like, the feminine is fucking magnetic. Yeah. Like if you're in your feminine, you will manifest shit so fucking easily because you are so connected to the universe, right? Like you have creation inside of you. You have the portal of the universe, AKA your womb, literally inside of you. So if you believe everything's possible, which it is, um, and if you can dream it, then you can have it, right? Because otherwise you can only see the stuff like in your imagination. You can only see the stuff that's possible for you. That's why I can't see being a fucking doctor because I ain't never going to be a doctor. Um, and so I, obviously I believe that. And then I'm really in my feminine. So I'm just like, I feel like sometimes I'm a magnet. Like I literally feel like I'm a magnet and shit's just like, boom, done. Like within like, like I have manifested big fucking things in like literally four hours. I don't understand it. Um, so I would say that is probably what makes me a badass manifester. As soon as I started getting more into my feminine and really like clearing away all of this masculine armor, like all this wounding and whatnot, that's when I just like shit changed. And I used to believe manifesting wasn't real or other people could, but I couldn't. Mm. So anybody out there that believes that I used to believe that too. It ain't fucking true. You're not that special. Um, everybody gets it. And as soon as you do like that inner work and like get rid of like blocks, fears, limiting beliefs, all that shit and really get into like your full, yeah, get, get into your magic, get into your feminine energy. Like your life will change in ways you didn't even know was possible. Like, you won't even understand how much it changes. It's fucking ludicrous. And this just isn't this isn't just me. This is like this I is clients. This say is the same thing. Yeah, I, this is everyone. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has the ability. Like you are God. You are made in the image and likeness. You are. You are God. And yeah. you have to start acting like it. And that's why, like you said, you know, I never believed that I wasn't worthy or good enough. And like yeah. that to me is so powerful because yeah. That is what makes you a magnet as well. Yeah. I mean, I had other, other limiting beliefs, don't get me wrong, but they weren't one of them. I, I haven't had the, I don't deserve or I'm not enough. I don't think I've ever had that. I, I often will have a fear of, my biggest fear in life used to be fear of failure. So I used to fear failing. I used to fear not being successful, but I always knew that I was going to be like making a big impact, but I was scared that it wasn't going to happen. That was my, that was my biggest kind of fear. And then also I had a lot of wounding around, um, money and also a lot of wounding around, um, the feminine. Definitely. Yeah. I can totally relate to that fear of like knowing that you're going to, you're here for a huge reason. Yeah. That feeling of being afraid that you're not going to fulfill on that. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm so grateful that you were on here and I feel like you're going to come back on the show again. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Feeling. Great. Lock me in. <laughs> Conversation is, is maybe we should do like a Q and a, like our two will listen to this one. That. Yeah. You could, you could like put in the link or something like a, a, a like a box to a, a link to go to like a Google sheet or something yeah. and everyone could leave their questions and then I could come on later and just answer everybody's questions. I would love that. You guys, there will be a Google sheet. Yeah. Put in your questions for Monica and we will come back on and we will answer them. That would be amazing. Perfect. That's yeah, awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Where can everyone find you in the meantime? Um, my Instagram is Monica Yates health. And I basically 
live on Instagram, um, like Instagram stories. And my website is monicayates.com.au. Don't forget the AU. That's, that's for Australia. Um, yeah, that's how people can find me. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing your magic with us. I'm so Thank grateful. Thank you, Ash, for having me. Yeah awesome. So I hope that you love that episode, ladies. I really do. Please, please share it on your Instagram story. It means so much to me and make sure that you go check out any of my programs. If you're wanting more of my teachings, I know so many of you, um, loved the trauma bonding episode. If you haven't listened to that already, so make sure you go back and listen to it and definitely make sure that you go back and re-listen to episodes because there is so much value in them and the value does not like It doesn't fade with time or anything. It's still totally valuable and super worthwhile re-listening to episodes because you forget things. Um, And if you're wanting to do that deeper trauma work and stuff to really rewire your nervous system, then make sure that you check out not just those self-paced programs, but things like Queen Alchemy, Baba, if you're wanting business support, and then any one-on-one programs in my events when they're back on when Corona has left the fucking planet, basically. Anyway, have an incredible day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 